The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I am Will Brinson. I am your host. It is Thursday, April 2nd. We made it through April Fool's Day, the worst day of the year. I hate April Fool's Day. Doubling down that this is the first time my son has ever figured out April Fool's, and he spent the entire day pranking me. Um, then I gave him a fake link that said iPads and YouTube are illegal in Raleigh now, according to the governor. And uh, he sort of lost it for a little while, and he had to click on the link, and it says April Fool's. So, gotcha, Robbie. Um, but I uh, hope everybody's doing well in the quarantine situation. Stay safe. Be kind to your neighbors, et cetera, et cetera. Make sure to subscribe and rate and review. If you have uh, – we're doing a little bit of a different show today. We actually have three interviews for today's show. Let's say hypothetically there's somebody you want us to interview. Leave it in a five-star review, and we will try to make that interview happen. Could be NFL players, could be uh, I don't know, uh, media members, whatever it is. You want to talk about a team, a specific team? You want us to talk to somebody about a team? Let us know in a five-star review. You could also ask any question. Leave it for a future mailbag. And might I add that while we're all locked down in quarantine, and you're trying to be a good neighbor, what better way to be a good neighbor than to tell your friend? Tell your neighbor friend or just your neighbor or your friend about this podcast. If you like the podcast and think other people would like it, tell somebody and just tell one person. Say, check out this podcast if you like football. It's a great podcast. Um, and maybe they'll check it out and they'll like it too. Maybe they won't, but you know, you're at least helping us spread the word. All the people who listen to the show on a regular basis, I consider very good friends. So, uh, thank you for listening and thank you for spreading the word. Let's get to the interviews. First up, we are going to have ESPN's Dan Orlovsky, former NFL quarterback, 12 years in the league, um, now working on Get Up and a many, a myriad other shows uh, at ESPN, does great work. We're talking to him about his recent list that involves Carson Wentz being very high on it. And then after the break, we will talk to two former XFL turned NFL quarterbacks. First up, Jordan Tayamu of the Kansas City Chiefs, and then PJ Walker of the Carolina Panthers, P.J. Walker, of course, the would-be MVP of the Houston Roughnecks uh, of the XFL, and uh, Jordan from the St. Louis Battlehawks. It's a really interesting conversation about sort of the transition um, involving going from the XFL, going from, you know, into the XFL, then back out, then into the NFL, and a, and a bunch of other subjects. So stick around for those. First, though, let's go talk to Dan Orlovsky. All right, joining us now, Dan Orlovsky, 12 years as an NFL quarterback, now omnipresent on ESPN at Dan Orlovsky7 on Twitter. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time. I uh, hope you guys are uh, are holding up well, hold up. Um, as you know, look, it's, uh, it is, what it is. at least, at least football is happening right now, right? Like there's something to talk about from our perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good to be with you, man. And, and same to you. And, and for sure, dude, like if we didn't have football right now, um, oof, I, I certainly would be in a much more 
um, challenged mind headspace. So at least we have that. Yeah, I, I think that the first week of being quarantined was a lot easier. I was like, I'm used to this. It's just free agency. And now I'm like seeing, you know, now I'm seeing my wife and child more often. And, uh, it is, uh, it is more challenging to take care of that time. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I want to start with this because, you know, during the quarantine, uh, you actually, uh, did something cool. You, you reached out to help the community and, and made a couple food runs. Um, can you sort of, I, I'm curious just what you sort of did to give back. And I think that's, I think that's fantastic that somebody uh, in your position is still willing to dive right in and do that, especially knowing, you know, you have multiple kids at the house. So you got plenty on your own plate, much less. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I appreciate that. No, I, you know what, when everything started and we had all the experts on television saying, this is the best option for us. Like people stay home, especially if you're the more at risk crew, like stay home and, and um, kids can't go to school, so stay home. And I was thinking, like, man, everyone has to stay home, but there's some people who, you know, like, kids need to eat, right? Like, I, I can uh, – adults can get not, not eat breakfast and lunch because they can get hard-headed and fight through it type thing, but no kids should have to deal with this. And so kids need meals. Or an older couple, like, the, the people who are leading this are telling you, you can't leave your home, but you need food. So how how can you listen – but also not be famished in a way. So right. I thought, man, the, the best way to use my platform in that situation was to do that. And um, I, I kind of looked at the situation in totality from the beginning as a, a team thing. And I grew up in team sports and it was always about we, it was always a we thing. And sometimes um, my performance mattered more. And sometimes my performance mattered less and I needed to hand the ball off a hundred times, or I had to be the backup or I had to go play well as a starter. And so, I just looked at it as like that was my that was where my role was going to be at its greatest in in what we were dealing with as a group of people and um so I just wanted to kind of be competitive with my mindset and say I can do this stuff this is what I can do to help everybody um and our family could do to help everybody and I also I'm realistic I'm 36 years old if I think that um over the next 50 years of my life hopefully um, nothing like this shows its face again. I'm kidding myself. And I'm right. going to be an older person at some point. And I'm hopeful that there's people out there that will help me if it's needed. Yeah, we should. Uh, let's take the eye out of quarantine is what we're trying to do, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're the, uh, you're the, <laughs> you're the opposite of, uh, Pete Prisco, who, uh, is, his entire name could be spelled with M E or I. Uh, <laughs> I kid. But, um, let's get into some football. You, did a recent top five NFC quarterback list. And if I recall correctly, based on social media, uh, this was not at all inflammatory. It did not, you did not receive any replies. <laughs> for we were not uh, attacked in any way by people on Twitter for, uh, for including Carson Wentz above Aaron Rodgers. Um, and, uh, the, the Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers. It feels like you are, I don't want to say Carson Wentz Island. Cause that's, you know, there are a lot of people who like Carson Wentz. I like Carson Wentz, but you are, you have been banging the table for this guy. Do you think we're, you know, going to see a leap in 2020 from him? Yeah. I mean, I think we saw a leap last year out of him, to be honest with you. And, and that's kind of the reasoning why I put him in the top five is uh, for, for a long time, the talent of Carson Wentz, you know, was the, was what we talked about, right? The 2017 season where he's the runaway MVP and he's having this, the second best second year quarterback season ever behind Dan Marino. Right. And then obviously Patrick Mahomes did it in 2018, but like he's having this runaway MVP season gets hurt. And then 
comes back from the ACL and has a solid 2018, like solid. And and then last year, this was a maturation of him becoming a quarterback, you know, him becoming a leader. And there's a difference between talent and quarterbacking or throwing and quarterbacking. The quarterbacking is often the times the thing that we can't see and measure. All right. Are you willing to play instead of being Superman? Are you willing to be Clark Kent for a couple plays? Um, mm-hmm. Can you, can your team need you to, overcome three or four guys being out are you good enough um to kind of overcome lacking the people that you you more often than not need around you to play well and he did that last year and there's and there's a maturity that comes with that there's a growth maturity wise that comes with that and so um yeah I, I think that we saw that last year and yes I'm a fan of Carson Wentz's uh his game and whatnot I think he does so much uncoachable stuff um, that I marvel at it. Um, me putting him ahead of Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron. I, I don't need to tell people how good Aaron Rodgers has been in his, in his career and still is. Um, but if I had to, if I, if, if I'm the guy that sits there and watches all the tape, right. And I was the guy last year that was telling everybody, Aaron Rodgers can still play, even though most of the people were saying he stunk. If right. I'm the guy that sits there and watches the tape, I have to go off what the tape says, not what like, you know, like what my eyes are telling me, and I've always done that, and I'm always going to do that, and that's why I put Wentz ahead of Rodgers. Okay, uh, just because I'm curious if this lines up with what you're talking about, I think it does. But I have two other examples, and one, you, you're very close to the situation, so you should be able to confirm it. My theory is that Matthew Stafford experienced the same sort of uh, maturation uh, in terms of quarterbacking when he went from the big volume guy of 2012 13 and maybe even 14 right 600 plus passing attempts uh and then in 15 16 17 he became a much more efficient quarterback now i think it's held up over the course of time but the lions just haven't won a lot of games and i would say the other example would be cam newton in 2018 until he hurt his shoulder he got better in a system as a quarterback uh of course you know he played well with you know elevated guys around him in 2015 but i felt like both he and matthew stafford flew under the radar in terms of guys who became quarterbacks, played well in a system at a certain level, uh, and matured mentally and not physically. Those guys have been mature physically for 20 years. Matured mentally. Um, the difference, I think, with Wentz is that he, he he's doing it maybe earlier in his career, and he has that structure mm-hmm. around him with Doug Peterson and all those pieces in place, right? Yeah, and I was with Matthew when he went through that kind of that three-year stretch. And I remember, you know, having the conversation with him about that. And his exact words were, I want to make the wow throw all the time because I can. Right. And there's not a lot of guys that can say that, right? Wentz is one of those cats. Mahomes is one of those cats. And so I was with Matt, Matthew kind of, yes, maturity, um, breaking away from something that you've had your mind fixated on for such a long time. Like Matthew Stafford has made throws since the age of seven that no one else could make relative to his age. And so, yes, there, that's part of that. And now it has not equated to the wins over – but I would argue that he was playing MVP football last year um, before yeah. he got hurt. And that team, I think, was 2-3-1. and one. And so, um, yeah, and then Cam very much so in, in 2018 before the shoulder injury. And so, uh, yeah, I think that we often talk about maturity at, in football really as like, you know, not being an idiot off the field. But we very rarely talk about maturity just as far as the development of playing your position and executing your position. And so um, – you know, I, and I think that Aaron Aaron is still playing great football and and still dangerous, but we're we are just starting to see who I think is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL over the next decade. 
Mm, interesting. Where would Dak Prescott slot on this list? Is he like creeping up to five? Yeah, Dak is 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 certainly you know in that next you know probably the six, seven, eight, nine, depending on who your play caller is and um, who, who talent wise who's around you. You know, it's Dak, it's Matt Ryan, it's obviously Matthew Stafford, it's Kirk Cousins, like all those guys. Here's my thing with Dak. It's funny because you know I I, I did some stuff with Dak and Carson this week, and I've been outspoken about those two guys and. I had a friend text me why this week uh, on Monday, why do you hate Dak? This is a friend of mine. And I said, dude, I don't hate Dak. I think Dak is a good player. But does Dak do anything that I can't coach? Like, does he have instincts or reactionary football or physical talent that I just can't coach into a guy? And I would argue that he does not, that he could still be a good player. I would argue that Dak's 2016 season, which was by far his best season, it was better than this season that he just had, by the way. Um, he had the, one of the greatest offensive lines in the history of the NFL, history of the NFL. He was playing with a, a running back that's on Hall of Fame trajectory per, per his performance and one of the best receivers in the history of the Cowboys organization, which is a rich organization at that position. And so um, I just, you know, I, I see Dak as a good player that if, if he's down Ezekiel Elliott or if he's down Frederick or down Tyron Smith or down Amari Cooper, he has not proven, I got you guys. Hop on my back. I'm good enough to carry our football team. He has not done that. And until he does that, it's hard for me to sit there and say, bona fide, top, top, pay him the most amount of money in the NFL and top two, three, four guy at the position. So you want to see him throw some touchdowns to Greg Ward Jr. is what you're saying. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, I want to see some touchdowns to Greg Ward Jr. I want, I want to see him win a game <laughs> when his receivers had less than 75 yards receiving, which, by the way, Wentz did six times last year, six wins in which receivers had less than 75 yards. Like, that is insanity. Um, and, 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 and I always go back to this. In the middle of 2018, middle of October of 2018, everybody – was saying, what's wrong with Dak Prescott? And all of a sudden, they traded for Amari, and he becomes a vastly different player. Now, that's the case for a lot of guys, but I, 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 it's hard for me to run from that truth. Yeah, and I mean, too, like, and I like, I like Dak a lot, too, but I do think, too, like, if we, we've seen times when Tyron Smith is pulled out of that offensive line, and like, all of a sudden, Adrian Claiborne's putting Dak on his rear end six, you know, six times in a, in a single game. Um, I'll get you out of here on this because I, I thought it was fascinating. Uh, you, you have helped, um, uh, Mike Greenberg turn his show Get Up. I like to say it with the, the exclamation point on there. Uh, you have helped to turn Get Up into a, uh, a program that's ascending. Uh, on the ESPN platform. It's a fun show to watch in the mornings. And you guys made some headlines when Sean Payton was on. And he did he slip up and reveal that it might be Drew Brees' final season? Yeah, you know, well, first of all, thank you for those kind words. It's a joy to be on that show. Um, uh, I don't think that's surprising. You know, I mean, I, I think that Drew honestly contemplated retirement this year. And I know that he is trending towards a, a career in television afterwards. And and I think that Sean um, probably knows as, as well as anybody, his words are going to be very much so um, paid attention to. And so I don't think it's surprising that he said that. I think that that's Sean's plan. I think that that's the organization's plan and, and Drew's plan, that this is probably his last season. Or, you know, I think they believe it is his last season. And um, they're, they're making very calculated steps to make it as great as possible, but also prepare for their future. I 
I have a sneaky feeling that they somehow will find a way to draft Jake Fromm. Ooh, that's an interesting Breeze comp, too, because he's – I don't think he has – like, Breeze is one of those weird guys because he had Armstrong coming out of Purdue, but, like, like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, I mean, he built it into NFL – caliber arm strength as he sort of grew, you know what i'm saying like he grew you knew he could make the throws yeah. he, he got stronger as he got on Fromm's knock would be the arm strength but he he has like a little breeze slash colt mccoy to him that's that's an interesting one yeah yeah and i think that um you know like if i had to kind of paraphrase drew Brees on the field not paraphrase but encapsulate him on the field I got in you. a brief uh eight word synopsis it would be he's the best connected dot quarterback of his generation, meaning he knows how quickly, okay, if that dot's there, then that dot has to go there, then that dot has to go there, there's the weakness, right? And he can do it at such an efficient and just almost maniacal pace, and that's Jake Fromm. Like, you watch Jake Fromm's tape, and it's just bop, 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 connect the dot, connect the dot, connect the dot, and how they're all kind of tied together, and that's kind of, I can see a very much seamless transition thing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, that is fascinating, and it is cool how Drew Brees – got matched up with a play caller like Sean Payton, who is a connected mm-hmm. dot play caller. And that's that's sometimes what this is all about in the NFL is finding your way as a quarterback to the right play caller. Um, that's what it's about in life, too. you got to find your way to your right play caller. Sounds mm-hmm. like your play caller is calling you. So we will uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll let you get out of here. I've, I, my play caller is yelling at me to come down, too. Uh, Dan Orlovsky, at Dan Orlovsky 7 on Twitter. Watch him on Get Up, uh, as well as other ESPN platforms. You're doing a great, great work, man, and I uh, appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it, bud. Be good. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now join the program, Jordan Ta'amu, former St. Louis Battlehawks XFL quarterback, signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, first of all, buddy, congratulations on... um. I know the XFL got cut short because of national crisis situations, but you know, I mean, and, and that's not good for anybody. We wanted it to keep going. I was enjoying it. Um, but your play in that league landed you a job in the NFL. So that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I'm just grateful with another opportunity to go out there and showcase myself and, um, really grateful for the XFL and everything they believed in. And 
um, it's been a good ride. So I'm excited to um, be with the Chiefs. <laughs> How, I mean, yeah, pretty good team. They uh, they had a decent season last year. Uh, I don't know that you are going to be named the starter this off season, though. Do do you have any 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 inclination on that? Yeah, no, for sure. No, my job is just to uh, really watch and learn behind Patrick Mahomes. He's he's a great quarterback overall. Kind of looked up to him and liked the way he played his game, and I'm just excited to learn under Andy Reid and and that offense. So yeah, so sort of walk us through how uh, you know how the deal happened, and because I mean I'm sure that this stuff was sort of flying kind of fast and crazy i mean the xfl was one of the later leagues to cancel but yeah. uh, it did feel as if you know there's just no way anybody could go forward with the sporting events that they had planned and um and then so, so I mean, sort of walk us through that that crazy process yeah. in in your life yeah it was crazy um it was a thursday we um uh, thursday afternoon we we're just we're in the locker room we're just hearing teams we're just hearing leagues get shut down canceled and we're over there like, do we still practice or, or what? And, uh, so our coach came out and said, Hey, we're still practicing. Uh, they haven't said anything to us. So we went out there like a regular Thursday preparing for Saturday and, uh, did, did our practice, came back in the locker room, still haven't heard anything. And we thought we were just going to play in front of no fans. And our travel day was the next day. And they're like, if we travel to Florida, we're playing. And then we, that later that night, we got an email from the XFL saying they're going to shut, shut it down. Um, for this year because of the coronavirus. And then we had a team meeting the next morning. And then after that team meeting, uh, my agent called, talked with the coaches on the, on the, on the staff. And they're like saying, uh, you, you could get an opportunity here with, with some teams. Um, some teams been calling and asking about you already. So, um, I know your agent's dealing with a bunch of that and, um, setting up the, the right team for you. And, um, that's what my agent's been doing ever since that league dropped. And, um, so, um, the Chiefs, he kind of called me and said, Hey, the Chiefs are, are pre- pretty interested and looking hard. We're just waiting for, for more deals or offers. We'll see what's, what's going to happen. And then that Monday when they released the XFL players can sign with the NFL players or with the NFL team, then, uh, then that's when my agent called and said, Hey, I think the Chiefs would be the best fit for you and, and, uh, best opportunity for someone to stick. So, uh, yeah, I said, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do it. So I signed with I the mean- Chiefs. This will sound weird and maybe even dumb, but I would argue that the playing for the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid as the head coach as a backup or like anywhere on the depth chart behind Patrick Mahomes is almost like a yeah. better opportunity for long-term growth. Cause you're just 22 years old. Like yeah. you're not, you're not like 29 or anything. Then yeah. even being like a starter for the Dolphins next year. Does that, does that make sense in a, in a weird yeah. way? Yeah, that means then I, that's that's exactly what I what I needed was just a great quarterback coach and then an opportunity. Since you, like you said, I was young and uh, just gotta needed more experience, and that's what the XFL gave me. And um, hopefully, just sitting sitting behind uh, Patrick Mahomes and learning from that offense will help me get better throughout the years. So definitely. Hey, uh, I'm curious, what was the um, so you know you were uh, you know you went to the high school in Hawaii, and then eventually yeah. after a transfer, you went to college at Ole Miss. Those are two yeah. slightly different places. How was that? What was the, like the, the juxtaposition of, of living in Hawaii for a long time and then uh, being down at the Grove, which while very different is also a very fun yeah. place. It was, uh, yeah, it's super different. You know, the weather, the food, uh, yeah. what, <laughs> what definitely stood out was the people, you know, just, uh, um, I kind of felt like that hello spirit as soon as I stepped on the campus and everybody was showing love. So that definitely had the same vibe as Hawaii. Um, 
But, you know, Hawaii is always home. It's always a place to go to. It's always 85 degrees. So I'm always back there in the winter while everyone's freezing. So um, <laughs> it's, it's not a bad spot. I didn't even realize it, but um, you and uh, in, in 2018, you and Tua were the top uh, SEC passers, right? So it was like a, like a full yeah. uh, full Hawaiian um, uh, coverage there down the SEC. That's that's pretty fascinating to see. It, 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 is it? Yeah. I mean, are you are you tight with all the guys who come from the islands like that, or is, I I always get uh, just, the sense that there is a brotherhood there, right? Yeah, just just some of the guys, you know. Uh, we we it's a small island, so we all kind of know the big names and um, the big people. So we, uh, I know me, Mackenzie, Milton from UCF, yeah, and then Tua Tagovailoa. We kind of like grew up watching each other like in high school and and uh, now especially in college. So we've been keeping tabs and keeping keeping uh, in touch with each other and working out whenever we get home. So, um, uh, yeah. have you, uh, you got any insight into whether, like, I feel like Tua looks like he's healthy. I don't know if you talked to him about it or not, but like we're watching videos. Yeah. Feels like he's going to be good to go for the draft, but that's just my crazy opinion. I think, I think he is too. You know, he's, I saw the videos too, like you said, um, and he's, he's looking sharp and I think he's going to be ready. Mm, I like it. Um, what, uh, you know, are you, so you had AJ Brown and DK Metcalf at the, at the same time. That's, uh, yeah. that's not bad. <laughs> not a bad spot. You know, I had good receivers and a good tight end. So I had weapons all around me and my job was to, to get them the ball and really Do you have, was, Evan Ingram, was Evan Ingram there too? Uh, he, he was there after. I mean, uh, before. before. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, what was the craziest place you ever played at, uh, when you were at the, in the SEC? Like in terms of just, you know, you walk in and, and you're like, yeah. whoa, this is, this is wild. <laughs> I'll say, uh, LSU game, eight o'clock <laughs> in, in Death Valley, what they call it. So I'm just like, dude, this is kind of, the seats are right there in front of you. So it's kind of like super loud, uh, from the jump, but I think that was the most loudest stadium I've been in. I think those guys they they might drink a couple of beers or uh or you know little bur- little little brown liquor before they go to this too. Not yeah. sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um what uh you know the XFL experience it feels like I I I got into it. I don't know, man. I I I it, and it felt like the fa- the fans and there was a real uh not not just in person but uh you know also online. It did feel like there was this very Pretty surprising surge of interest in the XFL. Did you guys feel that internally as well as you were playing these games? Yeah, dude, it honestly felt awesome. You know, just from the jump, uh, from the first game, or like we were all questionable, like seeing like how it's gonna happen. Like when when we start playing, and uh, when we started playing, we the fans were behind us, and everything was going well with the with the with the um, TV settings and stuff and like that. But um, it was ex- it was honestly exciting and and fun to play. So uh, our fans definitely gave us something to play for, and and it was just just great to play football again. So, it, well, it felt like your your combination too of being a cap a very I mean obviously a very very capable passer, but uh a, your ability to use your legs too. Do you think the NFL is just? I, I go back and forth on this whether it's a uh, in uh, an influx of young quarterbacks who are just inherently more mobile, or whether the NFL is truly migrating. To uh to a league where you do need to use your legs more often than you might have in the past. Do you think this is a, a full blown change uh, in the NFL and and maybe across all professional football? Yeah, I think it's just changing over time. You know, uh, more teams want a quarterback that's mobile. More teams want a quarterback that can run and throw, just to give a, another threat to the offense. And uh, I think I have all the tools 
of, of that, and I've been doing that my whole life, you know, since from high school to junior college to Ole Miss and XFL. So um excited to use my legs again and um, use it if I have to. What are you What are you doing amidst this? Uh, you know, the, I mean, the Corona thing is is going on and or, you know around us everywhere. But yeah. uh, you know, you've you've got to you've you've got to kind of plan to stay you know stay in shape and to get ready for football. Uh, what are you doing? Like, what's your workout regimen look like? Do you, are you are you just yeah. like ripping pull ups on the door? Or like, what's what's going on? <laughs> uh, so one of my buddies here, um, he has a like an indoor gym in his garage. So we kind of do a little workout there, and then whenever I need to throw, I just take like two guys with me to the field, and then kind of just get that get that out of the way. So I kind of throw two, three times a week and work okay. out four times. So I was just trying to get a little something each week and something different every day. Do you? And it's obviously it's it's really tough. This is going to be a very bizarre off season because they're you know um, like you know the Panthers time. PJ Walker, you know, you've, yeah. you've been signed by the Chiefs. There's going to be a bunch of rookies who are drafted in uh, less than a month. And there's a decent chance, and we don't know how it's going to play out, but there's a decent chance that, you know, we're going to see the limited offseason OTAs. And if that's the case, it's going to be hard to pick up a new system. How are, are you, yeah. are you like, are you like watching old Chiefs games on Game Pass? Are you playing Madden? Are you like, <laughs> I mean, like secretly FaceTiming Andy Reid? Like, like, is there any, yeah. any way you do that or just working on basic throwing anyway? Um, I'm just working on basic throwing, kind of, you know, Madden here and there, kind of play with them to see what the little playbooks are all about. But, uh, now, nah, but just, uh, yeah, kind of just as soon as I get there, you know, just kind of just get on the grind from day one and, and, uh, never get my head out of that book. So, uh, that's kind of my mindset going into it is really what, just be ready. Uh, what, what, what non, uh, football related things you've been doing to keep busy during the, uh, the old lockdown? Uh, you know, board games are pretty fun oh. now. Uh, Uno, you know, kind of competitive now. Uh, what else we got? We play spades, uh, video games, watch Netflix shows, um, just watch finish Tiger King the other night. So I just, I just watched it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if there are any spoilers in it. I just watched the third episode. Uh, the yeah, one yeah. With, like they're basically setting Carol up as a murderer. It's, yeah, exactly. It's insane, with man. The husband and uh, everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy just disappears and. Yeah. Um. Got you. I, what else have, uh, what else have you been checking out on Netflix? Uh, what else is on Netflix? Uh, All American, dude, top show for real. Top no, show. I haven't seen it, right? You haven't seen it? All American? Yeah. No, what is it? Oh yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like a football star, like he's in Crenshaw and then he goes to Beverly. Uh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty unique. It's cool. All right, I'll check that out. What, uh, what, what video games are you are you jamming on? Madden. Uh, I play like UFC. Love knocking people out. I've uh, seen, I've seen that game, but I've never played it. Is it, is it worth? Awesome. Okay, all right. It's fun. It's fun. I like it, especially playing against someone. So I kind of play that or, or, uh, or Madden or baseball. So whichever one. Okay. We're in right. for. Did you, did you play baseball as a? Yeah, I played baseball. Uh, my whole life, all the way till my senior year. Of high school or college? High school. High school. Okay. Yeah. Now, see, that's that's really interesting to me. And I don't know if you like. I mean, obviously, Patrick Mahomes. You know, his dad's a yeah. great baseball player. I think that there is, like, if I if my I mean, there's a good chance my son who's six will not be athletic because you know he's being my wife's son. But if he was really athletic, I would. I, and he wanted to play football. I would tell him that. That he needs to go and be and spend a lot of time playing baseball because I think if you look at uh, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, 
you can see yeah. when these guys scramble and run and they keep their like their throwing platform, it's it's yeah. always balanced and it looks like a shortstop or a second baseman on the move. Yeah, that's facts. Honestly, just the arm, the arm, the arm slot. Yeah, yep. yeah. So like, 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 would you, if you were telling kids who wanted to be a quarterback um, that they should also try and be multi-sport people? I think so because you know quarterbacks out there should be the most athletic person out there and. Um, you know, it's always been like that growing up. So, yeah, for sure. I think baseball helped a lot. All right. If I talk to Andy Reid, if the owners meetings ever happen, and I'm going to ask Andy Reid about this baseball connection, because he was, he was linked to Russell Wilson when he was with the Eagles. Yeah. I don't think Nick Foles played baseball. Did Vic play? Anyway, anyway, but like, I wonder wonder if he's onto this baseball training thing too. I think he might be. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dig it. Not a lot of people, yeah, not a lot of people know I played, but yeah, I, I, in the small island, so. Yeah. Did you? Uh, what position did you play? I played pitcher, uh, right field, and shortstop. So right, I was see, like switching around. Yeah. This is there's something to this. See now it's different with like a, and then Jameis Winston, also a pitcher and an outfielder, but less yeah. less of the platform stuff with him sometimes. All right, Jordan, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I, I'm excited to see you on the Chiefs. I think it's gonna be fun. I think uh, I think you've got a, a bright future in the NFL. And uh, I'm sorry we didn't get to see the rest of the, the XFL season, but uh, good chatting to you and uh, enjoy your offseason, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right, joining us now, PJ Walker, new quarterback for the Carolina Panthers and uh, <laughs> former XFL star. How's that sound, by the way? Oh, that sounds great. You know, just to be, I'm excited for the opportunity. You know, moving forward with the uh, Carolina Panthers and um. Had a great opportunity with the XFL. You know, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, look, you're, I thought I was into the XFL. I was doing like XFL DFS and, and watching the games. And obviously, you know, you, uh, you know, you stood out. What was it? Did you think it's something that, you know, the, the AAF when it came out didn't, didn't exactly work so well? It felt like the XFL had sustaining, sustaining power. Would you agree? Yeah. I thought the XFL, uh, had an opportunity, you know, to continue to build, continue to grow as a uh, as a new league, and uh, continue to to show everybody what it was capable of. Uh, what was the uh, biggest difference for you as a player, somebody who was with the Colts back in 2017, um, and then with the XFL this past year, now back in the NFL? What was the biggest uh, difference or adjustment from the NFL to the XFL? Um, just picking up on things a lot faster, you know, adjusting to a whole team. Um, as quick as we did, and uh, you know the practice times is different, and uh, it was just it was just different. It was different, definitely been uh, in the XFL. You know, we we did a lot of things different due to uh, the way the league was ran, and it was it was fun though. It was definitely fun. We settled the practice and things like that, which was awesome as a as a, as a team, and uh, we stayed in the hotel, which was I, I thought I thought it all was great. So I thought it was all great. Are you? Um... Are you going to be declaring yourselves the XFL champions? Until the XFL give us the championship, then we'll declare ourselves. <laughs> um, but I haven't, I haven't, just, I haven't did it yet. No, well, you mean because you know it's crazy because with some of these sports, like Kansas wants to be like they're saying, yeah, well, be, you know, if you want to name us the national basketball champions, like no, it's gonna be a tournament. Like FSU, yeah, yeah got to be a tournament. Yeah, FSU was named the ACC basketball champions. Like, to be playing the tournament. What are we doing here? Um, and so, yeah. but, but if I were y'all, I'd be like, look, we are the XFL champion, the 2019-20, or I guess 2020 XFL champions. Um, have you, have you, uh, been to Carolina much at all, or is this, will this be a first, uh, first swing through? 
Um, no, I've, I've been there, you know, for the past couple of years, and uh, due to my me and my girlfriend, we've been living there in the off season. And um, oh, really? Because she's a te- she's a teacher here, she's a teacher there, and everything. So, uh, just you know, just looking forward to the opportunity. To oh, be that's around, cool. Stick around here a little bit. Little, little, so, yeah. so you guys are you guys have been in Charlotte for a while or somewhere else in Carolina? I live in Raleigh, is why I'm asking. Um, we've been in Charlotte. Oh, cool. So she works for like Mecklenburg County. That's man, that's whew. um. All right, well, so th- you're familiar with the area then. I mean, that makes it so you. This is really like a comfort move for you then, because not only do you have the location that you're familiar with, but obviously you've got a coach that you know really well from Temple. What what is Matt Rule going to explain to Panthers fans? How Matt Rule will manage to what what it, what he emphasizes in order to build a program when he starts to really when he starts to do that because he's done it at Temple he redid it at Baylor that's sort of his thing yeah. is building a program explain to him uh, what what the the tenets of like his philosophy are yeah it's all about the process with him you know and uh, he he's he's very strong on trusting the process and and keeping your head down and working you know he's a uh, he's a guy who wants to work. He's a guy who's gonna um who's gonna get the best out of every player that he brings in and uh I'm looking forward to definitely see how he uh translate translates to the NFL, you know, with the with the big transition and everything. I'm looking forward to it. I think he'll do awesome as well. Yeah, and it it feels like he's like he like you know, he's also interested in bringing in not you know, comfort players, but like guys he does know, like Robbie Anderson. You know, you you came in, you know, with Temple guys that he that he understands. You know, Teddy Bridgewater uh, played for Joe Brady at at New Orleans. You think there's a trust factor there that's really important to him to know that he can he can put leaders in the locker room? Absolutely, you know, it's a big trust thing. Yeah, I man, he know what uh, a lot of guys are capable of, and uh, he knows he know a lot of guys' personalities. You know, so that that's the best part about it. And uh, Andrew Luck, of course, was uh, you know a little crossover there as well. Is it is it true that he gave? Uh, a, a heavy recommendation for you across multiple platforms. Um, yeah, oh, me, and, me and him discussed a lot of things and uh, talked about probably the XFL a few times. And uh, you know, I believe he went to his dad and you know just believed in me and knew that I could. He knew that I could play and knew that I could knew what I was capable of, and he told his dad. Yeah, and yeah, it, it worked out really well. Is uh, can you talk Matt Rule into bringing Cam Phillips to the Carolina Panthers? Uh, I can try, you know, I can try, I can definitely try. Uh, I can definitely, I can definitely try that. And, uh, you know, but it's, it's a, it's a process. I want, I would, I would prefer Cam to go where he's most comfortable and most, uh, you know, most needed, you know, and, um, in the best fit, best situation for him as well. You, know? you realize that like you and Cam could say that you're the most, like you are the Joe Montana, Jerry Rice of, of the XFL, like the greatest wide receiver, quarterback wide receiver duo in XFL history. You could go around saying that all summer long. <laughs> it was it was fun, you know. Playing with Cam was awesome, man. He's he's definitely a guy that that, that can definitely ball out. Uh, he's a guy who's gonna make plays. He's a guy who's gonna be open most of the time, and uh, you know you're getting a great personality guy as well. A lot of Cam. Uh, what does Robbie Anderson bring to the Carolina Panthers? I think people look at him as like maybe more of a speed guy. Um, you guys had yeah. um, his final year at Temple, a crazy connection. Cam Phillips, like 70 catches, yeah. 939 yards, seven touchdowns. Woo, Temple football, man. Uh, what uh, what can you tell everybody about Robbie Anderson and what he brings to a team in terms of not just mental but but a physical approach and, and how he runs his routes, et cetera? Yeah, yeah uh, mentally I think Robbie's uh, he's, he's a winner. You know, he just wants to go out there and win. He can piece, he can piece his butt off at a high level. You know, he plays with a lot of dog in him, and uh, that's why something you want in your receivers. 
and uh, we know we know physically Robbie is as fast as 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 the most of them in the NFL, and uh, <clears throat> you know I think his ball skills is uh, what separates him from a lot of guys. He got the ability to make plays on the football when he's in the air. You know that's what that's what he does really well. What? Uh, uh, so I got some I got some not quarantine questions, but like life football life when you're when you can't really live your life like you normally would. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what's your routine look like from, like, a, from a workout perspective? You just working out at home and then from like yeah, a. Yeah, I'm just working out. Okay, yeah. Uh, like, just like working out. Like, if you have a home gym, are you, are you just like ripping off push ups on the door? Are you doing, like, are you, I don't know. We have a small, we have a six year old. He's down there doing go noodle and that's basically my exercise when it rains. Yeah, I'm, I'm more so. I'm doing a lot of cardio, doing a lot of uh, field work as much as I can, as, as much as possible. And now for my, for my, for my, uh, for my work, for my weights and everything, I'm just going to my apartment gym and going there and lifting as much as I can. Nice. What about what about from a football perspective? Because I think that's probably the toughest thing for guys going to new teams. And I mean, you're switching leagues, so that's even tougher. Uh, are you able yeah. to like? When do you expect to have your hands on a playbook? And if you do get your hands on a playbook, are you can you FaceTime with coaches? Like, what are you? What's what sort of things does modern technology allow you to do within the context of the NFL rules to to actually get acclimated to to being a Carolina Panther? Yeah, I'm actually uh, looking forward to getting to work with the uh, coaches and you know my teammates and everything. You know, we uh, hopefully we should be doing a lot of FaceTiming and. Uh, Going over the going over the playbook that way, I think that's I think that's going to be the way we're going to get into it right. uh, over over a group over group FaceTime calls. Nice. Uh, what uh, what have you been binging on TV wise? Have you been uh, stuck? Oh man, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I've been watching Money. I watched Money Heist not too long ago. Money Heist. I also yeah, Money Heist. What's that? Uh, it's about a group of people who goes into a. Uh, he goes into a few banks and things like that and rob the bank and also rob a couple gold places. It's a, it's a great place. It's a great, it's a great show. So check that out. Great show on Netflix. Definitely should check that out. And, uh, I just started Ozark about two days ago. Uh, season three there. or did you start the, the first season? I'm on season, I'm on season two now. Oh yeah. It's good, man. I just started, uh, see, I, I stayed up to like 1 a.m. last night like a dummy because I was, I started episode one. My wife came down. She made me pause it. She wanted to watch some Tiger King. And then, like, once yeah. she got done with the Tiger King, I, I, I went I back and watched Tiger another King episode. As well. you, you watch that? Yeah, a little Tiger King as well. Yeah, it's, it's just full of villains. Like, both those shows are full yeah. of villains. There's no good guys in the Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Awesome stuff, PJ Walker. Appreciate it, man. Uh, looking forward to seeing you, you with the Carolina Panthers. And uh, thanks for joining the show. Talk to you soon, buddy. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. CBS Tonight, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale tonight, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.